1: Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the BRP, the Brighton Rock podcast, with me and Peter as usual, and we are joined again by Andy Knott. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay-ish. Had a shit <laughs> week at work. You know, oh. <laughs> never mind. But the football's gone reasonably well, hasn't it? Which we'll, of course,
2: yeah. be talking about. Um, and Peter, all good with you? Yeah, not bad, thanks, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Had a good weekend so far. Yeah, I not thought happy you might have Monday done. T- not happy Monday. Soft tomorrow, beverages
1: at this time in the uh, in the day. Yeah. not on the beers yet, so I'm assuming you had a very good weekend so far.
2: But yeah, not happy <laughs> it's Monday tomorrow. That's the one below. So. Oh, never
1: mind, never mind. Well, this, this episode, we're going to talk about the Saints game, uh, look ahead to the Newcastle match, and there's a few bits of news that have been going on around in the general world of footy. So, first of all, I think we'll take the subject that's... Um, come up most recently um the couple of sackings one rumored one definite um the cowley brothers or at least certainly danny cowley has been sacked from they um, both have better,
2: are they both
1: have yeah from yeah. huddersfield which is a curious timing because they've only been there 10 months they were poached from lincoln hot properties um they've struggled but they were expected to anyway and they've just come off the back of a pretty impressive 2-1 win against west brom and subsequently they have now parted company. A uh, bit of a strange decision, uh, seeing as they've got the, the ultimate job done for this year and would have, they would have been looking to kick on and see how they could do next season. But anyway, that's their decision. Especially However, after they
2: beat West Brom as well, which is a yeah, exactly. big result. Yeah, exactly.
1: Crazy timing. Um, perhaps slightly curiously timed is the rumoured sacking, as we're speaking, yet to be confirmed, of Nigel Pearson at Watford, who admittedly has had a much more poor recent result. Um, but he has steered them to relative safety, at least for the moment, or at least uh, mm. you know, pending the, for the final two games. Um, with uh, from a six-point position of inferiority in the chase to avoid the drop. Uh, what's your view on that, guys? Um, I mean, Peter, first of all, what, what D- just take-
2: on top of what we were just saying, the BBC are now reporting as well, as of the last oh. ten minutes or so. Yeah. So it looks looking more and more likely that.
1: Yeah, strange scenario. What what do you think about it? Do you think it's a good
2: decision? It's very odd. I mean, I mean the, the way they've been they've managed the club ever since they've been there, the policies are kind of like they've been sacking players a lot, yeah. and sacking managers regularly. Yeah. And, you know, they they've had like seasons with like three or four managers, and this it looks like to be another one. I think this season was the first one they'd had the same manager at the start of the season as the end of it, instead of in the Premier League pretty much. Yeah. And obviously then they went a bit, but then they sacked uh, Gracia, where I did about six weeks or whatever. But yeah, I mean, there were six points below like, a drift at the bottom yeah. when, he, when he went there.
1: I mean, it's surprising but not surprising if you know what I mean. It's very Watford, isn't it, Andy? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I mean, it's dread, dreadful timing. Um, as Peter says, they've got a history of uh, ploughing through their managers and, you know, draw the contrast with Bloom on that one.
1: Um.
0: Bloom is very loyal uh, and I'm, uh, I mean, if you come to me at a certain point where um, there's a kind of tr- clamour for removing Potter, um, I will probably say, let's not just do that yet. Hmm.
2: Um,
0: yeah. I, I'm not not a fan of this, second like New Managers. Um, for the Albion, I suspect in the long term it's probably... A good thing because um, I think it's a poor decision on their, their behalf. I think that their squad's aging a little bit. I mean, Sartre looks like an extremely good sign in. Yeah. They're very reliant on Deaney. They've got a couple of other good players. I think, although he's dirty, Kapua is a good defensive midfield
2: player. Deaney, yeah, you feel it, like, can't have that many years left of him as well. He's like, especially uh, no, effectively at the top level. Uh,
0: Dini is wily. he's Murray esque, yeah. and you would imagine hmm. that he, he'll eke out. Um, some more years. And he's the, kind of, he's the kind of ethos of the club, isn't he? Um, their hmm. club. Um, Decore is obviously a great player. I mean, their defence isn't up to much good. I think Foster's had an extremely good season. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I suppose there we are with Watford, really. Um, yeah. I suspect that they're a relegation candidate for next season.
1: Yes, that's that's what I've been looking to already. I think they probably will be. That's going to be regardless of whether they change managers or not. I agree that uh, Deeney is talismanic, isn't he, as well with the club, and I think he will certainly be part of whatever does go forward over the next couple of years. Well, we don't know if Watford are going to be in the division or not, but um one team we know definitely will be after a 16-year absence, and I can see Peter celebrating. He's got his Leeds top on. <laughs> He's got his scarf waving around. Uh Yes, it's the mighty, mega, megaverse Dominant force that is Leeds United back in the Premier League. And everyone's and happy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's happy. I remember Martin Kewan once saying on Football Focus rather ludicrously that uh, they're everyone's second favourite team. Um, somebody on, uh, who was it, Al Wilkinson? No, but somebody else said. Um, it was Carlos. It because. was who said they were, yeah, disappointed, that, and that everyone was disappointed when they got relegated. No, <laughs> and uh, I've, en- I've yeah, rather I think enjoyed. it.
2: And yesterday, yeah, didn't he say the Premier League was? It was more the Premier League that would benefit from Leeds being up than Leeds being benefiting from in Premier League, which yeah, is exactly. one of the most arrogant statements about a club I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. It's yeah, embarrassing.
1: It's, the full-on shit-face has begun already, hasn't it? Really, with this. I mean. Social media has been a nightmare in general this year for Leeds fans. I've largely steered clear of it all. I know you haven't always, Peter. But um, in terms of recently, I've had a quick look at the weekends and they're all going on about Ben White again, saying he was joining in with the um, celebrations and he clearly wants to stay in their view. Um, well, we'll see about that.
2: But the, the amazing rewriting of history to me is the fact that we didn't care. You know, we weren't interested in him. We didn't realise he was any good, uh, and that's why we loaned. were happy to loan him to Leeds. So the fact that we didn't allow them to have a, a built-in fee built into the, the deal yeah. shows how much we rated him. The fact that we loaned him out to clubs shows we didn't think he was good. It's like, no, no, that's how <laughs> players develop. That's a career path that a lot of players go through. Yeah, it's just. They're just such idiots, you know, they kind of, obviously there are some good leads fan probably somewhere, I, I'm not sure where, but the, the vast majority are just so arrogant, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's you, is... I mean,
0: you, you too enjoy trawling through social media to kind of vent your spleen, the, the nonsense, but, you know, I spend too much of my time on Northstand Chat and there's plenty of drivel on there. Of course. Some of it perpetrated by me as, <laughs> as well.
1: <laughs> yeah oh, certainly it is it is a lot like that isn't it one thing i did have a look at leeds forum actually speaking of uh fans forums and um the, the main one marching on together i think it was and they they were um yeah they had some city fans coming on who were all congratulating leeds and saying they're looking forward to a joint kind of anti-man united sentiment for the new season ahead so it's interesting they're ingratiating themselves together there at least the ones on the forum were anyway but uh well um, very, very begrudging congratulations to them. I think just purely on the balance of football, they obviously do deserve to go up um, because they've, well, they've they've done it. <laughs> Simple mathematical fact. It's been close though, isn't it? With Brentford pushing all the way, um, and until they managed to slip up for the first time after an eight-game winning streak, largely since restart, um, they finally got it in their own hands and slipped up losing at Stoke of all places, albeit Stoke have a reasonably good record uh, at home. Um, and that's put it right back in West Brom's hands. Yeah. Going to it's the funny what there. the
2: pressure does to you, isn't it? It's a completely different pressure chasing when you yeah. you can't, you know, you're, you're, it's not in your hands and it's like, well, we'll just keep on winning. But then the minute it goes into your hands, the pressure changes in your favourites.
1: Yeah, it really does. Uh, people, people said it as a prediction and it, sure enough, it came to fruition. And they it only needed
2: to draw yesterday as well.
1: Yeah, draw would have been OK, um, coupled with a win in the next game, or, or match of results anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's odd now. And, and even a draw for Brantford with a win for West Brom, I don't think would do it, because Fulham could overtake them. Um, so they've really got to win and hope for the best, uh, Brantford. Shame, because I like them as a club. Having yeah, said I was that, hoping
2: they go up for sort of a new team in the Premier League with their new yeah. ground. And...
1: Yeah, I mean, they haven't been top flight since 1947. Um, they have got a nice style of play. I like the manager, I like his vibe, I like the fans I've met through the years. And I like the way they play football and I think they've got some really good players. The upside, if they end up missing out altogether, is um, there's certain players might be up for grabs. The downside is Leeds will know all about them. They'll certainly be vying for them. But unfortunately, people further up the food chain might as well. We'll have to wait and see. Um, You're going to mention
2: then- your, your favourite player at the moment and are you?
1: Got to say it. Benrahma. Uh, Watkins is good too, but Ben Rama I,
2: I think Watkins is probably a more realistic Albion target, to be honest, to say. I think he probably Ben Rama's being yeah. linked with Chelsea and Arsenal and... Yeah,
1: Liverpool apparently as well, we're looking. Um, yeah, I think realistically speaking, that's absolutely true. I watched the game yesterday and actually both he and the team, particularly he had a poor game actually, Ben Benrahma. Uh, first time I've seen him not play that well. Not for once. You, you could
2: argue, given their attacking options, maybe the way he plays might be the reason if he doesn't play well. Yeah, might, it might lead to the team not playing so well. True.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll can I say a couple of things
0: on Leeds? Oh, please do. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the first one is following on from that Watford comment. Um, I I think it's good for us. Um, I I'm not quite sure what their ownership is and how much cash that they'll have, but mm. if you, and I also um I'll caveat with what I'm what I'm saying by saying, saying I haven't seen them a great deal. But if you factor in that, I suppose the players that certainly have attracted the most attention are Calvin Phillips, who, by the sounds of things, is a cracking player. Um, Ben White, who is our player. And I'd like to come back on that with my second point. Um, Pablo Hernandez, who's a creative player, but he's 35 years old. Yeah. And Patrick Bamford, who I think is the only forward in their squad. Mm. Now, if they've got Patrick Bamford as their only forward in their squad, um, they're in big trouble.
1: A lot of surgery. So he's, yeah. he's,
0: he's played in the Premier League before. Um, and Not uh, his return is, is just mm. dreadful. Yeah, uh, so they'll probably need two strikers at the very least. They need a new centre back. Yeah, they've got a, they've got a very I, I weird situation. That yeah. They they could give us fifteen to twenty million pounds for Duffy. Um,
1: yeah, because, might be as a good I reason. said
0: last time I was on here, Duffy deserves to be playing Premier League football.
1: Yeah, yeah. just um, quickly as an aside, I was going to say they were reportedly interested in Hayden Roberts. I presume they were. Um, possibly even as a permanent. So I don't know if that was based on the championship or not. Um, but whether they want to go for him, I don't think we'll sell him either, to be it, honest. Yeah, I, I, all... I,
0: I saw Roberts in that cup game, and he, he's, he's a good, serious he? player. He's a really yeah. good player. Um, the, the interesting I, thing is, strikers... There's no way that they'll take um, Roberts
2: for, for the Premier League. Um, no, no, I don't, it, I don't think it would. Might be uh, kind of a long-term investment. Sorry, Peter. Peter. I was just going to say, there's an interesting, weird thing going on with one of the striker they got on loan in January from Le- Leipzig, who they haven't played because of injury or played like once and then got injured. And there are reports that they've, they've got to pay £20 million for him, even <laughs> if they go up.
1: Yeah. and um, I mean, They not have, they have they kind of a
2: choice.
0: I, I, I think Bielsa has disowned him, hasn't
2: he? Yeah. But there's <laughs> reports are that Leipzig have got them on a contract whether that they can't say. So he didn't, yeah, they didn't extend the loan they might actually have to pay the £20 million for him, which yeah. or 15 20 million for him, which obviously would put a, a large chunk in their transfer budget for someone they don't really want. Mm. My,
0: my second point on Leeds is, um, and as I've pointed out, Ben White is our player. I, I think the best thing for everybody would be if Ben White plays for at least one season in the Premier League with his club. Um, mm. And if he's as good as everyone says he is... Um, it will be shown by how he plays in the Premier League. But if Ben White comes, I think we should spend our close season um, working out how to play a back three. And then we've, we've got three of the best, well, certainly the three best English central defenders playing yeah. together.
1: That's right. They're all English, aren't they? Yeah. 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 I really and and the we've back. also got Latsy as well, must, must see well who's back. ideally yeah. suited. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think Bernardo
2: should be as well, really, yeah. if they can sort him out.
1: Yeah. We, if not, we might be looking for another one of equal quality or abil- potential ability.
2: Yeah. I actually oh, thought we played some of our best football in the start of the season with a three at the back. But yep, we just three. weren't quite translating it to win results. We weren't yeah. quite winning the games we should do. But we were playing some absolutely beautiful football. It was like really good to see. Hmm. And it was, I think, because we we weren't winning games, we changed it a bit. But it's, but it was really good to watch.
1: Yeah, we we plaud a form of that, didn't we, on the in the game with Saints, which we'll come to in a minute. But um, I think we looked comfortable in the first half, and it's only when they got the, got into their stride second half that things changed. But we'll, we'll get into Saints in a minute. Just a couple of bits on the promotion battle. Um, Helder Costa, I think, has secured on a permanent, isn't he, with them as well, Leeds. Um, but looking at them, looking at West Brom, looking at maybe to a lesser extent Brentford, I think any of those teams, and Fulham as well, any of those sides come up, they have got to be odds-on favourites for the drop, Um, because I've seen them play good football, they're entertaining, they're good sides, but there's such a gulf between them, even the struggling sides in the Prem, if you look at the likes of Watford, there's there's a sharpness and incisiveness that can come out in games for those teams, that's a gulf between what the championship's doing and the, the grapple together, the promotion places. And I think it's a big, it's a tough ask just to stay up. It really is going to be next season for whoever comes up, unless they splash loads of cash. Yeah. And even if they do, but, but, even but that Villa yeah, it's no guarantee. And Fulham as
2: well. The joker for them is a Bielsa, I suppose, in a way. It's, can he do like a Wilder and actually get yeah. the best out of players who on paper aren't Premier League quality, or certainly not hot yeah. top are Premier League quality, and, and turn them into a team who actually can be?
1: Also, the teams that are going down, at the moment, as it as it looks, you've you've got um, Norwich have come straight back down. There's a very good chance Villa are coming straight back down. And um, it's... And, um, they were
0: they were... One nil down after 60 minutes. Apparently Ings has just missed
2: a penalty. Yeah, he has. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, Which is why I, you might see me in the background going, holding yeah. my He's
0: head. He's also yeah. scored his 21st goal of the season. And so, will, I suppose we'll come on to Ings very soon.
1: Indeed, yes. Um, so, so, yes, the so two of those teams look like they're going straight back down. That means the teams that are surviving are already used to the division. They're going to be another year used to the division. And I think that makes that gap even more difficult to bridge for the teams coming up. Um, and it could be someone like uh, Forrest, who I think have done well, they've been well organised, I think tactically good. I'm not sure he gets on with everyone, their manager, Lamouchi, but I think they would have an enormous gap to fill if they managed to get promoted, for example.
0: But the other thing about the promoted clubs is there's such a short transfer window, isn't there? I mean, yeah. I that would be particularly the case yeah. for the one for through playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah
1: that's right yeah agreed yeah and also
2: the lack of atmosphere i mean as much as i don't like leeds obviously ellen road does have a very good atmosphere and not having home games in front of fans initially and and even if you do then have it will be a quarter of the fans whatever everyone wearing masks it's going to be a blow for them
0: um let me just correct what i said it isn't that the transfer window is short it's a long transfer window but it Finishes, I think, three or four weeks into the season. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Mm. Um, which means that they won't be able to integrate players. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of just flags up to me that we really need to buy our two
2: or three quality sign-ins very early. Yeah. Definitely. But I think that is, it is where we benefit, though, that we don't need a lot. And, yeah. we do, and we probably need it more attacking, which in a way is easier to integrate players in than if you ever like, try to build a defensive partnership. Yeah, yeah. agreed.
1: Absolutely, just quickly um, sifting through a bit of other news on the EFL front um obviously, we had um some remarkable stuff going on at Wigan they 've gone into administration obviously struggling they 're worrying about getting over the uh potential threshold should a twelve point deduction occur um they 've only just drawn their last game, which means they if they win um well, they would have to
2: win to avoid the
1: dropping into the bottom three if the 93rd minute
2: equaliser from yeah. well. From Charlton, your very, boys down there, yeah. Peter,
1: who have given themselves a fighting chance. But I think two teams would have to win if Wigan win uh, for it to be a problem because of uh, the way that, that both sides are on the same point. Um, I think they've however, got Fulham
2: home next weekend who are still technically in, in the chance yeah. of... Uh... So it's going to be, be, that's going
1: to be uh, intriguing, isn't it? Um, but Wigan, of course, last time out before that draw, got a remarkable 8-0 win, um, which was a championship record, I think, or joint record. And um, they also um, were 7-0 up at half-time. I mean, can you remember, remember being 7-0 up watching your team? <laughs> we dream for that one, wouldn't we? Absolutely. I've only now. seen us win
2: 8-0 once, <laughs> and that was against Northwich. So not um, really a...
1: Yeah, so there we go. Um uh, also in the news, Wickham have got promoted to the first time in their history to the championship. They were playing the playoff last time we were recording. They've, um, they've run out winners in their match, so congratulations to, to them. I think they're very direct, but technically quite good and very well organised. Gareth Ainsworth, the longest serving manager, is certainly going to continue that into the future by the looks. And um, they beat a much more footballing side in Oxford, who um, are a really nice side to watch. They've got some good players some of whom it sounds like they might lose. And Cole Robinson isn't too happy about that, understandably. Sounds a bit ambiguous as to whether they're going to be able to match his ambitions and persuade him to stay on. But um, they're a good footballing side. Rob Dickey at centre-back particularly is good. Um, But Wickham, interestingly, they are something like 23rd in the rankings for passing, short passes completed passes, and average possession stats. I think they're 23rd in their division, which um, is absolutely remarkable for a team getting promoted, isn't it? And again, I'm not sure, even Brighton in the playoff 91, we can't have had stats as bad as that for getting into a playoff, let alone winning one.
2: <laughs> so,
1: Yeah, although technically
2: a lot of fans would say they didn't get into the playoffs. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. It was on the points per game shuffling around, wasn't it? They were 7th they
2: um, or 8th when...
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, one other bit on the playoff front. Your local team of old, Peter Barnett, again, due to um, the points per game, ended up in the playoffs uh, rather a rather different format uh, for the National League. Um, it's, there's eliminators, isn't there, with teams right. who finished above other teams have the home advantage in a one-off game. Then they play away to the next team who's waiting for them, which in Barnett's case, having won their first game at Yeovil yesterday, is a visit to Notts County. And the other game is... Boral um, uh, Wood, who,
2: are, who are also won. Good day for Northern good week London. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're against um, Harrogate, I think. Harrogate away, Tarragut.
1: yeah. And the winners of those two games then play up the playoff final, don't they? So, an outside chance of Barnet getting through. Interesting. Um, we had Sean, the Man United fan on, who also has Barnet season ticket holder. He'll be, uh, no doubt, following that one closely um one other bit of news from the efl before we move on to the match review Um bristol city are the latest team to oh well they've sacked um, lee johnson i think we've probably reported on that already mm-hmm. but they have have been the latest club to have a player report racist abuse at the weekend um social media pictures of bananas posted to his social media account it's uh famara i think it's pronounced um who's their striker big man at the top um no more to say really on this is there just it's an endless torrent
2: of um it's well, just ridiculous isn't it yeah
1: depressing stuff but what, we just what,
2: hope, what morons yeah we just hope we're,
1: just... we're, we're living
0: in a moment it's more than a moment it's more protracted than that where the far right are on in the ascendancy or they're they're gaining ground hmm. um, and i i love the symbolism of, of the taking the knee before the games yeah, um, I think it's great. It's been good.
1: Uh, I was interested to note that um, Match of the Day's commentators, I think with the exception of our game, actually, funnily enough, um, enough, didn't say anything either during it. They've just left it to its own. Obviously, they've edited it so um, for the highlights versions, but um, they weren't saying anything during the um, commentary on that. They just showed a clip of it mm. as if to say it would have more poignancy that way, which I think it probably mm-hmm. does at this stage. They've made, they've made it pretty clear what it's all about, so I don't think anybody's... Unaware of that now, so yeah, that's interesting stuff. Um yeah, I mean, if we get back into the
0: stadium, I think we ought to uh, join the players and take the knee.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, it might be a bit awkward in the in the seating areas, <laughs> but we can try.
2: Well it, it won't <laughs> be because there'll, there'll only be like about one seat in like yeah. five three open, it won't be used or whatever. So we'll have loads of space.
0: <laughs> and I tell you what, when that stadium reopens, it's purely for local people. None of you Londoners coming down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey. No, none of that. We'll have none of that. No, actually, funny enough, on the Seagulls over London, um, the supporter group, we've been um having a discussion on the Zoom chat post match from the last game and um just gauging opinions of what people would do. And I think the majority of the people I spoke to the other, yesterday, the day before yesterday, was um that they would be quite willing to sit it out and take it easy and not actually do uh, the coming down in a limited um, opening arrangement I think partly because of the travel I think I'm thinking along those lines yeah. I know um, a few others are the same just think well you've got the public transport and the travel coming and going from the grounds and if you've got further to go you want to get on with it um, you know I think those reasons are putting people off as much as anything so you could have the West Upper could be yours Andy <laughs> <laughs> and a few other locals yeah we'll see yeah okay well uh, just a quick update as we're recording I think Southampton is are still one nil up at Bournemouth um, which yeah. would go one half of the way towards confirming what we pretty much already know, which is that we're going to be playing Premier League football, I think barring a catast- catastrophic swinging goal difference um, next season. Um, I think conscious we we've on the good old Zoom chats with 40 minutes here. So we're going to probably take a half-time break at this point so that we can come back fresh for the second half, talking about the Saints game and looking ahead to Newcastle plus any other news. So join us again shortly. Okay, we're back with part two, and we're going to talk about the game that has probably seen us over the line for sure now. The Southampton match will also preview Newcastle in a minute. Um, Andy, Peter, I'm taking it you caught the game in full. Um, what were your views on it? A one-all draw, having taken the lead. A valuable point that pretty much sees us safe. Andy, what's uh, what's you, your view on the game first?
0: I'd probably call it a one-all mac- massacre, actually. <laughs> um. But especially in the second half, although um, you know they came good towards the end, they, had, they they had a poor first half, came good towards the end of it, uh, and were fantastic in the second half. Mm. Um, but it was a really quite exciting game of football, I thought. Um, mm. And yeah, Le Petit Shithouse, what a celebration! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> who, who, who do you think he was referring to at that particular point? Well, I thought there were two things came to mind. Now, first of all, it obviously resembled Scootto with the whole Zaha thing, and Scootto yeah. on, the, on his way out, which has since been announced now, by the way, a bit of Albion news there, um, for sure. So I thought it could be that, or could, it could have been a snipe at uh, Doozy, I suppose, yeah. for the crybaby antics. Um,
2: yeah, Doozy, who apparently now is being linked with Barcelona this morning in a swap deal <laughs> involving Coutinho, <laughs> which, it's just one of the most bizarre suggestions for a transfer he's not that good (laughs) why why would he be linked with barcelona
1: it's very odd i mean i do think he's a half decent player but um yeah barcelona no not really for me they've they've got some curious ideas in their heads at the moment barca Um, but an election coming up which might change their thinking a bit if the new man gets in but yeah a great celebration (laughs) did make me laugh um Pretty good goal as well, wasn't it? Throw in flick on from a flick on from uh, from Murray, uh, who had his first start for ages since lockdown, certainly. Um, an interest, a small but key contribution, because he flicked it on just the right place for more pay to bustle into the box mm. and do a reverse shot into the uh, opposite corners of the way he was moving. Brilliant finish, clinical. And a great goal, wasn't it, Peter? Yeah, yeah I mean, My dad pulled,
2: always said we pulled, never score from throw-ons. Yeah.
1: Poor yeah. <laughs> poor defending,
0: I thought. Um, but the way in which Mopey put the ball through the defender's legs, um, that kind of wrong-sighted the keeper. Wrong-sighted? Yeah. That's not quite right, is it? Uh, blind-sighted. Um, yeah, blind-sighted,
1: blind-sighted.
2: and wrong <laughs> <laughs> That's what I... Was Both trying. of those. You're combining so. it into one, one ultimate thing. Yes.
1: It yes. was, was blind footage, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, that, that was great. And it was early on, wasn't it? As well as the 17th minute of the game, yeah. we'd already had a bright start. Um, we looked really good, I thought. And. um yeah. up
0: again, pulling some strings, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, he even got a header on target from distance, which wasn't wasn't really that bad from that far out. Um, and yeah, we, we looked pretty decent. I think Murray had a shot over the bar, didn't he, in the first half as well, which was a bit of a snapshot. Um, but all in all, I think the general approach play was good. We looked quite proactive. Um, we we're taking the game to them, and Saints weren't quite in their stride, um, and that's the way it was all the way up to half time. Um, second half, a bit of a different story in terms of they definitely had a lot more purpose. I thought. Um, we had- Walker-,
2: Walker Peters made a difference. They their fullbacks, they yeah. were saying, are really key yeah. to their game, yeah. and he and yeah, Hoyberg wasn't is not the right back. So mm. yeah, having Walker Peters on he was like he had he, it caused us a lot of problems down that side. Yeah Hoyberg of
1: course scored against us before, didn't he? I think there was someone had a key mm. block on one of his shots at one point as well. Um Dunk had a clearance off the line, which was good. Um I think it was an offside goal at one nil, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first um, well, half that was. That wasn't wasn't was
0: in it? the first half when in the they half. began yeah. to come good. And yeah. it was
2: of course Ings that put it in. Yeah.
1: Um, and but... of course, it was Inglis that put one in later on as well, which did count, 66.
2: The goal, the, it definitely was coming, the goal, wasn't it? I mean, they were looking. Yeah,
0: and when he broke three, um, there was only one outcome from that. I, mm. I think there was a little bit of naivety from Lamberti, um mm. there. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: but beyond, in the second half, and not just in the second half, but in terms of defending in the second half, dunk and even more so webster were just absolutely wonderful absolutely brilliant Mm. Um, and the quality of our defending since Heaton came in has been so good really has
1: yeah Uh, yeah we're stepping on and i think it looks to me like webster has started to really find his feet now um there's definitely a swing in popular opinion um which is good but, uh, and I
2: because, think also he'll, he'll look more comfortable again in a three because there is that extra protection if he does lose it, like yeah. that Liverpool game, where there's the extra two. One, one comes out and brings the ball out, and then you almost lose the need, to necessarily have that defensive midfielder to take the ball from the goalkeeper because you've got one the, an extra centre-half there to do it. Yeah,
1: and I certainly like the, the, the three-at-the-back idea, which Andy suggested earlier in this pod. Um, the one thing that's curious about it is um, Raymond, the gent, friend of the show, um, raised the point about which feet they like to play with and who would be favoured on that side. I think he's wondering if there's a conundrum to be solved in terms of who would go in which position within that back three. What,
0: Well, what, um, I, I think that would be quite easily solved. Mm. Dunk, Dunk has played on the left side of a two mm. pretty much all, all the way through. And Webster used to play on the left side as well. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think the question... Is actually slightly more if the player at the centre of the three centre backs, um, who is who is the one that if, if that player is more withdrawn, I uh, plays a little bit further behind the other two. Which, which one would
2: that be? I'd be tempted to have Duncan, the older, more experienced player, in the centre of the three, probably, uh, especially if, where you say Webster's played in the left-hand side of a three or of, of two or three before just because um, he's the most experienced.
0: The other factor there is about pace, isn't it? Um, and and there was another instance um, of Webster's pace, an absolutely brilliant um, last-ditch tackle in the penalty area against yeah. Southampton. And in terms of Southampton, well, they've, they've really transformed themselves. They're super fit, well-organised. Their pressing is brilliant. Um, they're a really exciting team now all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. And yeah, an example the of the them. other
2: side of the Watford conundrum and that sort of thing of, you know, you stick by a manager when I would say 99% of teams would have sacked him after mm. they lost 9-0 to Leicester and they were on a bad run anyway. And they stood by him, they stuck with him and he's, he's turned it around brilliantly. Yeah,
1: fair play to them. I mean, there's not many yeah. would, would do that. I mean, I know Lee Johnson's gone from Bristol City, but they stuck with him through two or three bad patches. And at least, it, although it didn't work out in the end for him, at least he did get the full run of... He saw out his narrative effectively. He, he, he ran the full run of it and he, he got to find out whether he was going to be able to do the job or not. And as likely as not, they could have ended up in exactly the same position via two or three other managerial changes in the same time. With Southampton, I'd be loath to think that they could actually have improved on what they've ended up doing since that 9 0 if they had of changed managers, because I'm not sure there's anybody that could have done a better job than Hudson Huttle or the Rabbit Hutch, as I believe it's is the meaning, <laughs> um, has done since um, since that time. He's, he's really turned it around. I like him. He's got an agreeable guy as well. But but more importantly for them, he's a good manager. and As you said, Andy, it's an entertaining team to watch now. Um, one of those fixtures I'm hoping will be pretty attractive next season, um, home and away, whether we'll get to go to the games is another matter. But uh, uh, looking at the stats, by the way, Saints, if you look at the stats, you'd think Saints dominated everything because they had 68% overall 21 shots to our 10, six of those on target to our two. Um, they had far more corners as well, three times as much, um, and we hit, committed hit, more fouls. It would woodwork
0: twice. And, yeah, and exactly. And
1: they, just uh, had, the goal disallowed. As, well. just loud. as yeah.
2: I say, it was a one-all massacre.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean,
2: and, and also the save of the save of the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. That was my next point. It was Ryan? Um, I think in general had a really good game and was my man of the match. Um, but that that save in the second half from I forget who it was actually one of the centre backs Bestegard
0: Bestegard back. who he yeah. really is a dreadful player but that was one heck of a shot
1: that was one hell of a shot wasn't it It was a rocket because he dug in it swirled it was a it was a swirling rocket um, and. A swirling <laughs> rocket. It was. <laughs> it was. It was traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets hit, it stays hit.
2: There we go. That's our cliche of the week. It's a good thing. He, <laughs> a good thing he wasn't blind footed by it. Yeah, it? that's
1: right. It could have been a real problem. But no, when it when it's hit, it stays hit. And it was really traveling. And he had little time to react. It was swerving in the air, a swirling rocket. And um, he got. He just got a fingertip touch to it, and. I mean, I think that's possibly save of the season. Match of the day were suggesting it's one of the saves of the season um, overall. Um, I'm struggling to think of anything in particular that, that I can recall don't um, oh, no,
0: certainly one. Ryan save of the season. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. I think yeah. That there's all sorts of nonsense going on North End Chat, for instance, about mm-hmm. Ryan needing to replace. There's even a post that claimed that Button should have started that game. <laughs>
1: Jason, Based bro. on,
0: <laughs>
1: I, I told you that we've got our own idiots for fans. Yeah, it really can be, and there's some great people on there as well on our forums. But there's also.
2: have just equalised in the ninety-fourth minute. Oh, too have.
1: little
2: Yeah, too, little, too Ninth, late. Maybe ninety-fourth minute. Ninety-fourth minute. Well, they've been coming. They've been on top for yeah. a while.
1: Do you want to hear what the Rabbit Hutch had to say after the game about the match? He um he said on the BBC site that half time it was a disaster. Um, I would have thought the first half was more of a disaster than the half-time, hopefully, but anyway. Um, he said, we were not the team you have seen in the last weeks in the first half, but we played much quicker, made the right decisions, and it was a good game in the second half. We made a few changes, maybe too many, but what can you do? We didn't find the right tools in the first half, but it was a very intensive build-up at half-time. Whereas Potter said, every point is hard-earned in the Premier League. We've got two more games to get some more, and this was an important point. Matt Ryan wasn't happy about his performance against Manchester City, but that's the ups and downs of football. Sometimes you're the hero and sometimes you're the villain, certainly if you're a goalie. Um, and he said, if we had been being honest, Southampton were much better in the second half and pushed us back. We had to defend for our lives and make blocks. Um, I think that uh, pretty
2: much sums it up well, I'd say. It, it um, looks like it's offside. Bournemouth, i, I going a goal in the last minute. <laughs> oh,
0: yes! <laughs> right, can I have a rant about Bournemouth then?
1: <laughs> Go on then.
0: <laughs> I hate Bournemouth with a passion. There, it's, it's a matter. Jumped it's... up little club, fucking <laughs> little Bournemouth. Is Golem. it? Fucking little Bournemouth with their Russian oligarchs' money. I can't stand any club that's run by Petro. Yeah, the Petro dollar. Yeah,
1: and
0: let let them sink
2: into nothingness.
1: Ouch, she's a harsh word. Yeah, it's it's,
2: confirmed. It's disallowed.
1: It's disallowed. <laughs> that's got to be it now for them. Um, well, I mean, they can just claw it back, can't they? In term, obviously, catching us isn't it? isn't doable. They've got to win.
2: They've got to win at Everton and hope Watford lose their last two games and Villa don't get four points. Basically, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. not going to be easy.
1: Well, there we go. Well, that's a hell of a rant, Andy. I'm, I'm glad you have expressed your feelings for us. Um, yeah i mean i 'd agree with the sentiments i 'm not sure i 'm quite so passionate about it as that but but I do think yeah it 's been a club that 's overspent when it when it came in and they 've carried on in a similar vein they haven 't really built the infrastructure they would have um, the fans would have probably wanted or preferred um, and they 've really i think they 're now going to suffer um, if they do go down as seems likely. Um, they're really not set for it. I think if they manage to hang on to some of their players and Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe can change the mentality around wow. which maybe be. Smug, but... smug Eddie to Watford is the next big move. Yeah, well he could be, couldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> smug Eddie to Watford. <laughs> yeah, he could he could indeed. And um, or maybe maybe Burnley he could go back to Burnley. I don't think what? he'll go north though. But uh, we'll see no, no, I don't think here. Burnley would
2: want him back after the way he left them last time and Yeah. But
1: there there are rumours that Deitch is
2: pretty much heading enough,
1: out, isn't he? Yeah, it? I think there's no, there's no forward thinking. I think it's just treading water seems to be the yeah. mentality of the club, which is understandable in one sense. I think ultimately Bernie are achieving, I wouldn't say overachieving, they're, but they're, they're achieving. Yeah, I don't know what more they can do without...
2: Uh, the um, problem for Deitch is his brand of football, it wouldn't be that popular at a lot of the clubs who maybe yeah. he progressed to. Yeah. So where does he go? You know,
0: yeah. a, so good yeah. at things out, fine margins, that kind of thing. You know, one on one battles. Um,
1: hmm. Yeah. They've improved. I mean, they're, they're really hard to beat, of course, is the cliche comment. Um, but they have improved season on season in terms of the small details. I think they've improved their away records. They've become harder to beat away and picked up, I think, twice as many points nowadays as they did when they first started in the division somebody was saying somewhere um, well, so and,
0: and they've got a really good um, attacking player now Dwight McNeil is a really good player yeah he is isn't he I
1: don't and know how long
2: they'll keep hold of him because they yeah.
1: yeah maybe that's part of the issue maybe there's, Andy 2-0 2-0 2-0
2: 98 minutes <laughs> salt in the well,
0: wounds <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to
1: make sure we tweet a load of Bournemouth um, connections uh, to get them to listen to this. <laughs>
2: Eddie Howe looks like he's sucking lemons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, Some humility earned at last. Eh? I like was, he's a
2: little bit, a bit, bit
0: of a wasp chewer. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, they have certainly, I think they've overachieved to be up there. To get in there was an achievement, fair play to them, even though they spent too what? much money doing it. But they've, they've stayed, stayed up five all years. All that
0: money from all the Russian Alicards
1: money. Yeah. It's not merit, it's not meritocritous is it? Yeah,
2: business. I never liked that, the whole plucky, it's like everyone's lording Wolves now these days, and it's like, well, Wolves spent so much money mm. to get up, and have spent a lot of money through, it, Mendes, the agent, since then.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing with Wolves, it's, I, yeah. I can't quite work out that relationship. There is a relationship, but That's it, 2-0. Wolves. Game over. I don't, Game I don't over. know why has gone with Wolves, But. But Wolves, I've got plenty of time for, the way they play football. They're Mm. also another one that's difficult to break down. Mm. But, wow, they're they're good. Wolves
2: are good. They've got a weird combination of, like, £30 million players and players who are struggling the championship for them, like Doherty and Cody, who their fans were against at that stage, and then have done brilliantly. Mm.
0: And and Traore is is amazing. And the way it's been used, actually, since lockdown, because they score all their goals in the second half. And he comes
1: um, on a lot, doesn't
0: he, in the
2: second yeah, half? He, he comes on after 60 minutes or so. Yeah. But and this, is, I think, whereas before, his he, he pace was difficult to deal with, but he didn't put in the crosses. Now, like, some of the crosses onto him and his head this season have been excellent. Yeah. To West Ham, that first goal they scored was like that, I think.
1: Well, I,
0: look yeah, at, I mean, Nuno's done an absolutely brilliant job of turning him from you yeah. know, a, a raw talent into a serious one.
1: Yeah. Um, and I look
0: it's, at that team and I think... Ticket, but no end product whatsoever, and, and now it's here.
1: Yeah, I look yeah. at that team and I just think they've, they've got staying power. They're well they're well structured. They operate very young efficiently. Squad well. Young squad, really yeah. Young. They, they, um, they, they operate with a smallish squad successfully as well. Um, and I like Luna. I think he's a good manager. They've definitely got staying power. What about other stuff, like Sheffield United? How do you think they'll do next season? Um, Will people have found them out, or is it not really a case of that? Is it more a case of can they sustain their levels?
0: Well, last, last time I was on, we were actually all saying that they could struggle. But mm.
1: they, because they, I think they might.
0: They've been pretty resilient since. Um, yeah,
1: they've come back. Um, I certainly
0: they? don't think they'll be finish, finishing as high at the table next season as they do this season. Um, but mid
1: table, maybe? Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Who knows? Maybe where Southampton are, something like that at the moment, or Palace, that sort of position in the table, say 14th, 13th. Well, Palace are a team
0: that really are struggling at the moment. Yeah,
1: we could catch them still. It's annoying yeah. actually, that equaliser, isn't it? Inga's equaliser. Uh, not, not so much in terms of secure and safety 100%, yeah. but it's more actually so in the fact that we were two points worse off in our, our late bid to overtake Palace, which we still could do with winnable games. I don't but know they who they've got. Yeah, they're, they're four, behind, four ahead they of us. Left? 41, I think. Uh, no idea they've got left, but um, I'll have a look in a minute. But, but they, um, yeah, they're, they're, I think they're four points ahead of us, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we'll have to see. But um, overall, though, yeah, I mean, I think looking at the teams, I think Palace potentially could struggle. I think Newcastle might have done if it wasn't for the possible scenarios going on with the new owners. And West Ham's the other weird one, isn't it? Because they should be doing better with what they've got. Um, are they going to persist with Moyes? And would he go stale with things go off the rails? If not, then we're looking to the, um, to making major improvements of our own or um, looking to those teams coming up who we mentioned. I think, I think
2: with, if Deitch goes, we we'll were discussing earlier, I think Burnley will be in tr- you know, a bit of trouble as well. Yeah. He's, he, he's got yeah. them overachieving and they've got a very, very kind of tight-knit group, I think. If someone else comes in, that might not be so... So good, it might not work so well.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, um, I'm interested. Speak- Palace have got Wolves,
0: away and Tottenham at home. Yeah, just uh, going to
1: say that. Just look that up. That's not easy, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Spurs have got um, a little I bit think, of form I think
0: again. Susan, they'll struggle. I suspect that West Ham might be looking okay. Um, now, this may sound like hindsight, but I can remember before the lockdown, I did send a post to our. Uh, Message board, but if West Ham went, I would willingly take Suchek, Antonio, and Bowen off them. Um, but that Suchek mm. looks one hell of a player, and Antonio would be absolutely perfect purchase for us as a, as a forward. Yeah, the problem, with, the problem with Antonio is his
2: injury record.
0: Yeah, but he can mm. play on his own up, up top. He can he can play um, wide right. He can play in a pair. He'd be perfect alongside uh, with Mope as our well, kind of. Yeah. Key- that's, uh, that's just check
1: Palace. Palace are five, five points ahead of us, so they'd have to lose both those games, pretty much. Um, no, but, probably
2: uh, not. Sorry, well, um, a, a draw one draw. if we would have to win both.
1: Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's that's true. But, um, that
2: yeah, called, I think our goal what? difference is already right. better than theirs, yeah. and would only yeah. improve.
1: Well, um, we'll see. Um, Newcastle, we're playing them next. Um, they've been a mixed bag. I mean, they got a four-one win at Bournemouth. They drew two all at home to West Ham. Thrash at Man City, um, with, a, with a not first-choice City team going out on the field as well. Um, they then lost 2-1 at Watford, conceding the lead, didn't they? And then were beaten 3-1 at home by Spurs. Real mixed bag. No particular form guy to, to go to there, is it? Other than to say inconsistent. Um, they
2: offer about four centre-halves out among uh, potentially up to eight injuries, potentially. Yeah, and they've got One, lots one of whom four. is uh, Sam Maxim, who I think probably is their best player, so... Would be that really would good be if he's bonus. out.
1: That would be a huge bonus if he's out, yeah. I mean, they're sitting I'm right on mid the table. Yeah. Yeah. They're 43 I, I, points. I
0: fancy, I fancy us if he's out.
1: I fancy us um, to win this game, yeah. I, I called a one-all draw for the Saints game, by the way, and keeping my good run going, I'm going to go for a 3-1 win on Monday, tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Um, it's less. It feels like less pressure now with Bournemouth losing. Yeah. It's only, only Villa can catch us, and their goal difference is quite a lot worse. Yeah, So. Yeah, it's it it feels even like worse than...
1: Um, was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, think they're about 11
2: behind us on goal difference or something. Uh, so
1: yeah,
2: it I would think. take yeah. quite big turnaround for them to catch us, really, wouldn't it? I mean, it would, be, it would basically be two wins, two defeats, and then like an average of three. almost three goals per yeah. per game. So yeah. that's quite a big.
1: And um, for Newcastle, they've got nothing to play for as such. Um, 43 points, mid-table. Um,
2: we we could still catch them as well if could. we win tomorrow.
1: Yeah, we've got a better goal difference than they have already. Yeah, and I think before. they called Liverpool
2: home the last game.
1: Have. So, yeah, I think it's in our interest to try and see out the season at home with a good result and yeah. take it to Burnley.
0: I mean, Newcastle, I, I saw a few of their games at the beginning of the lockdown and I thought they were looking impressive. I mean, it was um, Matt, Matt's man uh, um, especially that was their impressive player. But... I think they've been solid defensively this season. I think mm. Bruce has actually done a, a really, really good job. There was a lot of um, laughter and scepticism when he took over. Um, and we had a great time up in Newcastle like we normally do. Uh, and I really want to go back there. That's the best away day. But
1: yeah, it's a great city. Great away day. It's, it's good having the ground in the centre as well, isn't it, largely yeah. speaking. Well, so the cathedral. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. It really is sitting as a beacon at the top of the hill there. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a great away day, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the fact that we can, well, subject to the lockdown, we can we could potentially do that next season. Um, on that happy note, we'll come towards the end of the um, the episode. So, just uh, any other thoughts on the season so far, or um, anything for the, um, the games coming up?
2: I think um, it's just it's just nice to be pretty much there now. You know, we're almost pressure's off a bit, you know we've kind of we've generally i i've been really happy with this season as a whole, as like we said before on here, and yeah it'll be good to have get that first season under Posse behind us and then hopefully look to to build and if we don't build next season it'll be disappointing you know if we don't if we're still right in the bottom four or five again yeah. that'll be kind of like, it'll be it'll be almost a step back because the whole point of the was to yeah. um yeah to kind of come in and build and hopefully move away from being bottom five every season. And the interesting one would be that if we can get four points in the last two games, we get more points than we've had in the Premier League in the two first two seasons. We have yeah. our highest points total, which would be good.
1: Yeah, that, that would be good if we could achieve that as a finishing note for um for our season this year. Yeah, so lots of hope and expectancy looking upwards, Andy, would you say as well?
0: Yeah, um, well, I take a slightly different view to Peter. Peter's looking for mathematical safety. I kind of thought that we were a safe... A while ago, actually. Now, obviously, this is a dreadful thing to say live. A podcast that can be referred back to. It could be the end of it for you. But um, I was, quite, I. It, it wasn't about us. It was about the other teams. I, I just couldn't see them getting beyond thirty-three mm. points or so, and I still think that will be the case.
1: Yeah, looking uh, at the body language and the way the way yeah. the heads are down, and. Uh, I mean the fitness
2: the only as well.
0: Now. But, but Peter's quite right. Let's let's go. Let's try and up things a little bit. Let's try and get four points from these last two games, or, or even six. So kind of look up now. Mm. Um, uh, uh, try and do it. Probably won't come off, but if it does, then all the better. Uh, and in terms of next season, I, I couldn't be more positive about next season. You know, Mopan and Trostard, another season in the in the Premier League. Hopefully we. I, I've been saying it for a while, we need quality signings, two or three quality signings, hopefully they come in. Dunk, Webster and White, Lamptey, Ryan,
2: Basima, you know, yeah.
0: what's not lot to like? How like? um, As
2: hopefully fit I'll, again I'll, after his operation. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, I think a lot next season will depend on who we can get in this summer because I agree with you that Malpey Trost hopefully McAllister will improve as well but we yeah. still need that extra couple of really quality attackers like we've needed mm. to be honest since we've come up really and yeah. if we can get a couple of those in and I think Posse is in a better position to attract them because of the football he plays compared to Houghton then mm-hmm. I really think we could, yeah, we could actually be mid-table if we're not that far off, it's just in the start of the season we were having so many teams who we were dominating we just couldn't finish them off and yeah, if we can yeah. get that couple of extra players into maybe one for the final ball and one to f- to finish off better, then yeah. And
1: I've I've mentioned it before. I can't remember if it was on the pod or not. But I'm, my my other sort of football crush man is uh, is Brewster. I think if we if we can't get a permanent signing of the right quality or two signings in the forward positions, whatever we think we need. Uh, Brewster, as a, as a loan signing, would be a really good option for me. What, I think, this is Ryan
0: Brewster, is
1: it? I think it's pronounced He's a Liverpool player, is he? Yeah, no. he's thought highly off by Liverpool, so I'm not sure we'd be able to get him on a permanent, certainly not for the time They're being. Forward. he's a yeah. forward. He's a forward. He's, he's a big, strong... Um, a conventional centre-forward. He's got a hell of a shot on him. He scored a cracking goal. don't know if you saw it at the weekend um, at Forest. The first of two times they took the lead in a tool draw. And the ball just came to him on the half volley and he hit it with purpose, caught it sweet as you can, curved away from the goalie to the inside post. And the goalie just didn't have a chance. And when you shoot to the near post and he hasn't got a chance, you know that's, uh, that's, that's been a really good shot. And he's consistently looking good. And he's the sort of striker that we're missing, the missing ingredient. But he's mobile and interactive enough to not be just a lump at the top. He's, he's more than that. And I think. You know, I'm would, yeah, I'm hoping
2: that what's happened with Lampty and the, the connections with Ashworth will allow us to bring in one or two, whether yeah. it's on loan from big club, yeah. top six clubs, or whether it's permanent deals when players just want to get some first team football and try and develop whatever. But that sort of deal, we're going to get like a couple more of those deals in the summer if we can, you know, yeah. relatively I mean, reasonably priced and it. Because I mean, Lampsi, I know he obviously made a mistake on um, on Thursday, um, but other than that, he's looked superb since he's come in, I think. And yeah, if we can get some more times like that, because we've got a, a manager who obviously will play players if they're good enough, and we've got a you know a kind of we've got hmm. people on the team who used to play for you know Bolton England set up, so know about the contacts there. Yeah, so that could be a real bonus.
1: Yeah, so um, I think, you know, it, it all depends. I mean, it's, it's an option, isn't it, to get loans. We've, we've pretty much um, shied away from using loans, haven't we? I think we have more in the earlier part of this season one or two other people here and there, but we haven't really been using them as much as we've relied on them before,
0: which is a yeah, good thing, I, I, I think, I overall. That, that was a step change when yeah. Keaton came in, wasn't it, yeah. really? Yeah, I think that's one
2: of the reasons that we're so well set up when we came up because hmm. we didn't have to replace loads of loan players, unlike yeah. say Leeds will have to, unlike v- Fulham have had to, unlike Villa um, had to. Villa had to buy half the players
1: they've been loaning yeah. previously, so that's half of their budget gone straight yeah, away. Yeah, stick
2: where it. they were. They spent about seventy million quid, and so that's a huge blow to yeah.
1: yeah, so it might be an op- it might be a good option on this occasion, I think Brewster, and who knows if um, if other things change for Liverpool, they've they've got other people coming through. Maybe Brewster's available to to buy after a one- or two-year loan period with us or something like that. I'd, I'd love to see him. He'd be an option. yeah. Um, one yeah I mean, just, actually... to,
0: just to speak against that, um, I I do think that this summer window might be the time that Bloom goes for buying strikers, because mm. it's supposed to be depressed. Um, yeah. The market's supposed to be depressed. Mm. And that that's the time that a clever guy like him, whose club is in, in just about every area, er- other area in a perfect position. He's willing to go for it. Yeah,
1: that's a very good point. I think he's he's and he's savvy. He'll he'll realise any opportunities uh, of timing um, with business opportunities, acquisitions, etc. Um, there there to, are
2: mutterings to, around a few players as well. I've seen a couple of Middlesbrough youngsters, um, Tavernier and Spence, mentioned linked hmm. with us. And the interesting one who keeps being mentioned, who oh, I can't say it, is Lalana. Yeah. Saying, I really yeah. can't. It doesn't strike me as a poster signing, but who I knows? I've noticed that.
1: And Raymond, again, mentioned earlier, and he, he's a big fan of the notion of that. Um, he thinks it would be good. I mean, he's got loads of experience, mainly in the Premier League, mm-hmm. and um, I think he's, certainly there's nothing wrong with his head. His attitude's always been pretty good from reports from various clubs he's been at.
0: Whether oh, he would Beth, fit in. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Beth, thank you. I, I think he's the professional's professional, actually. yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not so sure that he's what we need, despite the fact that he, he is such, he's got great vision, he, he, you know, he's a great
2: player, he's injured too much. Um, yeah, I agree with that, but, I think but, that's a worry. That's he's probably draw. won quite yeah. high wages too as well.
0: Hmm. Well, I,
2: I doubt he'll ne- necessarily
0: take take that, actually. Um, I, I don't think that will guide
2: his decision about where where he goes next. Yeah. The one report I heard this morning was that he's. I think we, we looked at Sampson obviously, and I, I think he's from like the south coast originally. Yeah, which he's might from give Dorset. A, yeah. Might give us an edge somewhere if that's the one thing that might be in our favour. If he's and yeah, yeah he, maybe he, he wants to just come and play somewhere rather than be back near where he's from. Rather than yeah, you know, he's got he must have earned a lot of money at Liverpool. So does he need more? Yeah. It's funny though. But my, I mean, my
0: problem with him is he, he doesn't have pace either, and that's what we need. We, yeah. we need a kind of wide attacking player with pace. Hmm. And to me, he seems just too similar to Gross, Moy, um, hmm. McAllister. Hmm. You know, yeah. we've got three players like that. I, I know he's something different, but um, as far as I, I mean, I haven't really seen McAllister try and stretch his legs, but neither of those three have. Yeah. Great
1: pace, did they? Um, final point, and also talking about players. A few people that we have been showing interest in and have, have either signed or are about to. Uh, young Zach Emerson, who made his debut at age 15 and something, uh, 15 years old in a certain number of months, uh, for Oldham this season, went on to make three starts, I think, or three appearances in the league and one start in the cup. Um, we're apparently signing him and the rumours of a six-figure fee. Um, we're also interested in... Uh, Well, there's rumours of Sam Morsey at Wigan, but we have been having more direct connections with, I've forgotten his name, actually. Uh, Uh,
2: Jason, Jensen Weir. Jensen Weir, who is Peter uh, Weir's son. David
1: Weir's son. David Weir, sorry, not Peter Weir, he's a film director. Yes, David Weir's son. David Weir, of course, being on our our books as a member of staff, um, ex-player himself. Lone Um,
0: liaison manager or something like
1: that. Yeah. Along those lines, yeah, that's it. And um, he, he did one of the Q&As for Seagulls over London during lockdown. Came across really well, actually. He's, he's an articulate, interesting guy to, to hear speak. Um, so he's not just a bruising centre-back, <laughs> as you might imagine from his days then. But he's, he's good. So, yeah, it might be interesting if we get them in. Um, other players have been linked. We've also signed... Well, Carl Rushworth's obviously had a longer-term deal fairly recently, but also a couple of other goalies. Uh, Rocco Reese and a guy called, I think it's Tally his name and two under 18s have signed their first professional deals although they're obviously not going to see the light of day at the Albion anytime very soon but they might be the latest to go out on loans I guess in the next two year period uh, somewhere Um, so lots going on plenty more will be going on and we'll be doing some transfer chats and various other things as the season goes on one or two more of these um, regular podcast to do during the summer by the way Andy we're probably going to do some um, some specials so our, our top 10 this that or the others um, or our, our squads of something or other um one of which we're hoping to do is our shit house 11 um I'm, I'm looking at how much you were smiling at the more pay goal celebration conversation earlier I'm sure you'd enjoy joining in on that one We knew as much as Robin exactly. has already Why expressed that? he would
0: yeah, yeah. well <laughs> it, it's Robin that needs to take credit for that yeah but yeah. um it's it's um getting a wider audience.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we'll look well, forward to yes. that. <laughs> but in the meantime
0: I've see, seen someone refer to him as Le Petit Maison de Merde. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you've got to get the proper translation. You can't half do it, can you? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, on that uh, lovely note, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, we look forward to tomorrow's game, Newcastle at the Amex, our final behind closed doors game for this season, at least. And um, I'm going 3-1. Let's hope we can get something like that. That will do nicely. In the meantime, thank you very much to Andy.
0: Thank you for not asking me to do a quiz.
1: Yes, I've I've deliberately avoided that for now. I still might subject you later. (laughs) And thank you, of course, as always, to Peter. Cheers, Cheers, Peter. Excellent. So cheers, boys. Stand or fall up the Albion. Okay.